National Donor Advised Funds, managed in the private sector by wealth management companies, are one of the hottest growing segments of philanthropy. In fact, according to the Philanthropy 400, they are four of the top 10 destinations for donors' dollars. What do fundraisers need to know? That's our topic on this first day from the Fundraising School. I'm Bill Stanjakevich, joined today by Jody Rosen. She oversees one of those National Donor Advised Funds in the commercial sector at Vanguard Charitable. And Jody, thanks so much for being with us. And just by means of biography, I also want to point out, Jody has worked at a community foundation in the nonprofit sector. She has been a fundraiser in the nonprofit sector. So she really understands what fundraisers are asking and really encountering as we've seen this growth in national donor advised funds held in the business sector. And so, Jody, uh, thanks for being with us. Thank you for having me. What are you seeing? Why are customers coming to you and they're saying, you know, help me with my taxes and help me with my estate planning and I, I have kids and maybe I have another home and what about the stock market? Oh, by the way, can you help me with my philanthropy? That is happening more and more now for Vanguard. It is. So just to be clear, Vanguard Charitable is a national donor advised mm -hmm. fund. We're independent from the Vanguard group. And it gives us the opportunity to um, help support our donors strictly in the philanthropic space. You know, we use Vanguard in, uh, mutual funds as our underlying investment platform, time tested and gives the opportunity for additional growth. But donors who come to us are not seeking tax advice. They are seeking philanthropic advice. Mm -hmm. What's the most low cost, efficient way to give away my charitable dollars. And these are very busy people. These are folks oftentimes still in the marketplace. They're still earning their wealth. Uh, and therefore, the donor advised fund has some advantages to them, as opposed to back in the day, people would start a family foundation. And people still are starting family yeah. foundations. But the growth of these national donor advised funds is happening at an even higher rate. Yeah. Why are people choosing the DAFs over family foundations? Yeah, so that's a, that's a great point, Bill. You know, one of the things that we're seeing in the marketplace is um, a decrease in the number of individuals in their 60s and 70s who are engaging in the philanthropic arena, um, opening new accounts, and we're seeing an increase of individuals in their 30s who are opening new accounts. And what's interesting about that is that it gives them a longer term time frame in which to you know, support and create their philanthropy so that tax-free investment growth that takes place within a donor advised fund becomes more and more important. These individuals are high net worth individuals. They're extraordinarily busy. Um, and they're looking for a vehicle that will allow them to provide some tax efficiency, flexibility, um, and ease of giving to the charitable causes that they care about. And of course, just at the startup phase, if I'm going to start a family foundation, I need three board members, I need to incorporate, where's my lawyer, have I filled out all the forms, if I have a donor advice fund, I call Jody, right. it's done. Right, absolutely. So private foundations have a great deal of cost and administration associated with them. They still have a place in the marketplace. And what we see is that particularly for high net worth individuals, they're now using multiple vehicles to, to fulfill their philanthropic passion, either because they're engaging the next generation of philanthropy, they're looking to benefit from the low cost investments that um, donor advised funds provide, but not one charitable vehicle is exclusive among another. And of course, as fundraisers, we love our private foundations and our family <laughs> foundations, and we continue to fundraise from them. But it's interesting, they have a, a payout rate. They need to grant out at least 5% every year. That is not the case with donor advised funds. And Jody, I know you hear it from our sector. Right. Folks are worried that this money is just going into a parking lot, 
never to be granted out again, that people are just using this for the immediate tax advantage and the tax-free growth, but you have data that shows otherwise. Absolutely, we have data, and you know, I, I um, can appreciate where that thought is coming from mm -hmm. because it feels a little less transparent than a private foundation, but in reality, it's just not the case. Um, on a rolling average, Vanguard Charitable is distributing 15% of our assets on a five-year rolling average. So the dollars are getting out the door at a much higher rate than a private foundation, for example. Um, and as we talked about, donor advised funds are growing. And as they grow, there are more dollars that are going into those donor advised funds, and therefore more dollars that are going out of those, don those donor advised funds. The assets in the donor advised funds are solely used for charitable purposes. Um, what we found is that for every $1.81 that goes into a donor advised fund, $1 is going out to charity. And so it, what it proves is that our donors are active grantors, but they're also thoughtful and strategic about the way in which they're distributing those dollars to charity. And I didn't take a lot of math in college, but that's a more than 50% payout rate if you think about it. And some people think, well, maybe all of those dollars could have gone to a nonprofit. But if we think about it, our good friends in, in private foundations, uh, if they're only doing 5%, uh, it's, it's not 50%. So we do see the dollars going out from donor advised funds. And there's also this issue about anonymity, mm -hmm. that our donors doing this so that they can't be found by fundraisers, that they learned so well from the fundraising school, uh, <laughs> the fundraisers have how to identify these folks, that the donors are kind of putting up this wall. But right. uh, the folks who are making grants from Vanguard, are they staying anonymous or are they being known about their giving? Right. I, I understand that this is a, this feels like a barrier to fundraisers. I, as a former fundraiser, would likely feel that that was a barrier, but um, in reality, you know, Anonymity certainly provides donors the opportunity to have a sense of freedom. Um, if they wish to remain private, they can remain private. If they want to work with the nonprofit to kind of test the waters before they give a larger contribution, it gives them the opportunity to do that. In reality, at Vanguard Charitable, only 4.3% of all the grants that went out the door last year were done anonymously. So that equates to about 3,500 grants in total very small percentage of what went out the door. So people are still making their names known to the nonprofit when, when they make these gifts. Jody, we've had a, a lot of pieces of information thus far. How would you sum up some advice for our fundraisers mm -hmm. uh, as they're doing their donor research and their donor cultivation? You know, what added factor now are these national donor advised funds in the private wealth management sector? Yeah. So one, you know, key piece of advice that I would give to fundraisers is, you know, to think about your DAF donors a little bit differently. Um, these are individuals who have set aside assets just for charitable purposes. And, you know, you should continue to cultivate them according to the general life cycle of the way that you would cultivate a typical donor. But remember, these donors are thoughtful and strategic. They're thinking long-term. They're planning for their future. Um, and there's an opportunity to continue fund funding during economic you know, fluctuations in the economic um, process. So think about them a little bit differently. Um, and always, always, always thank your donor. It's so key. And I can't tell you, Bill, how many times we get calls from our donors to say, I would give them funding, but they never sent me a note to thank me. Wow. It's, it's critical. It is important. Thank the donor, not the deaf. Provider. If you get the thank you note, do you pass it along to the donor? 
What I typically tell to my nonprofit friends is save the postage. Do not um, spend the time or money sending that acknowledgement to Vanguard Charitable. If you have the donor's information, send it to the donor. And if the donor did not provide that information, that's okay. They're not expecting it from you. Now, we see from the payout rate that the dollars are going out, but I'm going to raise that tough question with you just for the sake of our audience. Mm -hmm. They may be having it as they see this, that uh, you and your colleagues have an incentive to not have the dollars go out the door, that our private wealth managers, that's what they're all about, is managing private wealth. Mm -hmm. How do you respond when you do that? Well, again, I'm going to go back to my opening statement. Yeah. Vanguard Charitable and the Vanguard Group are independent and separate entities from one another. When Vanguard Charitable was founded by our board chair, Jack Brennan, in um, 1997, mm -hmm. it was, it was a, um, a decision to keep them separate. And so um, we operate completely independently from the Vanguard Group. Our mission is to maximize, um, is to increase philanthropy and maximize its impact over time, and that is exactly what we do. We encourage our donors to grant. Um, when they're not granting, they, re they receive an outreach from us. Okay. And um, we will also send grant dollars out the door um, on their behalf if they haven't recommended it within our time frame. So donor advised funds in the private wealth management sector are here, they are growing, and as fundraisers, we need to adapt. We need to maximize the fundraising opportunities for our nonprofits, including through these donor advised funds. You can learn more through our courses at the Fundraising School through our website at philanthropy.iupui.edu. We also have information on our quarterly webinars through these podcasts, through our social media, Facebook, Twitter, and also on LinkedIn. You are now fully informed on this first day from the Fundraising School. Thank you.